You are listening to the Your Shining Self podcast for women who need messages of hope, love, and transformation. And now your host, Tish. Hey there, listeners. Tish from ShiningSelf.com and the Your Shining Self podcast. As always, thanks for listening. And if you'd like to get the show notes from today's episode, be sure to head on over to ShiningSelf.com forward slash episode 20. She's a master celebrity stylist and international beauty influencer, author of Living Past Your Pain to Live Your Dreams. I want to give a great big warm welcome to today's guest, Panay Akru. Welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. I really appreciate this opportunity and I just feel so blessed to be here. Well, I am super excited to have you here with me today, Panay. And I have to say that this is actually our second take at doing this interview because I had to start over. I've been feeling sick for the last couple days, so I'm totally off my game. But I wanted to push through and do this interview because previously we had to reschedule. So I'm super excited that, you know, we were able to connect today. And I'm really looking forward to talking about how we can overcome our life challenges by learning to manage our emotions. Panay, the topic that you want to talk to my listeners today about is helping people get over their fears. You want them to live past the pain and the steps that they can take to start living their dreams. So I'm going to go ahead and let you jump right into that and just go ahead and let my listeners know what living past your pain to live your dreams even means. Okay, well, I, I, I'm excited about this. So just like you said, like we, we had to reschedule this interview, um, but, you know, we pushed through, we rescheduled. Then when we got started today, you know, like you said, you had to start over. And that's the whole thing about living past your pain. Pain could be something that physically hurts you emotionally or just a subject or just anything that's trying to deny you, derail you, or delay you pursuing your dreams or doing things that just make you happy or that when you're also being used to change lives and you just let nothing get in the way. Um, I wrote this book because I was just overwhelmed with with God and how he has allowed me to overcome so many of life's challenges. Now, everyone may not have been through what I have been through and what I've been challenged with, but, you know, everyone has pain, you know, and, and, and people allow their pain sometimes, especially from their past, to hinder, you know, them from pursuing, you know, opportunities that's really right there for you. Um, unfortunately, I've dealt with molestation, um, rape, I was, I was homeless. I had a drug addiction for dark, eight long, dark years. I've dealt with divorce. I've dealt, dealt with bullying as a child, even as an adult. I dealt with food addictions, you know, because everyone always thought, well, you were on drug addiction, though, no, but food addiction was one of the, the main addictions that I had the most trouble with getting away from that pain of dealing with food addiction because of other pain than... I got addicted to food, finding comfort in that. You know, I've also had a stroke where the neurologist told me that I would never talk or walk again. And today I'm able to talk and walk again and share my story. Um, low self-esteem and, you know, not having self-care, not living a healthy lifestyle. 
you know, um, it took so much for me to overcome all these challenges. And I used to have a woe is me and feel so sorry for myself. And, and I, I was pretty exhausted from all the things that I've been through. But then I realized that I just had to have gratitude that God allowed me to survive it all and to overcome. And I said, why? And he said, so you can help others through. Living past your pain isn't always easy. You know, because then you have regrets. Sometimes you go through so, some pains where you made bad choices and it, it brought pain into your life. So I, I just wanted to share that, you know, to, to the listeners that they, I want everyone to just get their faith back, you know, and, and believe again in themselves and in what God has spoken to them about their dreams and their goals. I want everyone to forgive themselves and their offenders you know, you have to, because if you don't, you know, that bitterness and that anger and that unforgiveness, that hinders you from getting to the next level in your life, you know, and I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I, every platform that I have that I get to share, you know, a few steps that I think can help people to overcome, you know, because the dreams are always going to be there. They're not going anywhere, you know, especially when it's something that's, you know, great. And it also is something that really helps people as a whole. They're, they're not going anywhere. So you have to get strong. You have to, no matter what you've been through, you don't let anything deny you, derail you, or delay your prosperity and your, your connections to your dreams. Um, so oh my gosh, Panay. Yeah. As you were talking about all of that, I'm mm -hmm. sitting here shaking my head because I can relate to so much of what you were talking about. The childhood abuse. Um, I have a alcohol addiction, not a drug addiction. Um, I've been sober for almost six years, so I could relate to that. The low self-esteem, the no self-care. You had a stroke. I had a mild heart attack. And I'm just oh. like, oh my gosh, talk about a guest and I like being soul sisters and not even like knowing it, but right. oh my gosh. Yeah. I can so relate to all that. So I'm really curious as I was listening to you share about all those things, you know, that you went through, how did it come to the point where you started to realize, because I know from, you know, my own personal experience I understand the whole forgiveness thing as a Christian. I know that I need to forgive those that have hurt me in order for God to, you know, forgive me for my things, but it is not easy. That is for sure. Yeah. So how did you get to that point where you were like, after you got out of the, oh, woo, you know, pity me phase, how did you realize, okay, in order to move past all this and start living my best life, I need to forgive and I don't necessarily want to say let go because I don't know that I've ever really let go of everything that's happened, but I've definitely forgiven. Mm -hmm. So what's your question again? I'm sorry. It's okay. So how did you come to the point where you realized, okay, I have to forgive yes. the people that okay. have hurt me and the things that have been done to me? I had to forgive them. Um, but when I, I got to a place where... I cleaned my life up, you know, through prayer and um, uh, commit, committing my life to God. And I wasn't getting some breakthroughs, you know. It was like I was, you know, pursuing God. I heard, you know, the vision. I saw the vision and heard his voice. And I, I had, you know, a plan. But it was like 
I, I had to step back for a moment and the same grace that God has given me, I realized I had to give to others because I started realizing that, you know, I was so thankful that God has blessed me to overcome and to make it through, you know, because I'm, there was many people I was meeting over the years that dealt with the molestation, the rape, domestic violence. They, they went through drug addictions and alcoholism, you know, all kinds of things too. And they, and they're making it and, and some are not, but why did I come through? You know, and then, and then it felt like I was at a standstill and it's like, why you have to start having integrity, integrity with your audience or the people that you're meeting if you're trying to help them. So I was still unforgiving and I still was bitter, but at the same time, I was being used by God to help others with the steps. So I wasn't, you know, really having integrity, you know, it was like I was holding on and it kept me in bondage because I was being two and three people. And if I really truly wanted to be successful, you know, in my life everywhere, like emotionally successful, financial successful, you know, like every area of my life, it was like, you can't keep being two and three people. You're either gonna walk with God and do what he expects of you or not, because you're hindering your own prosperity. Because I didn't have peace. I didn't, I was still, you know, I was still like a wounded little, you know, like puppy on the side of the road, you know, that I was, I was feeling kind of good, you know, but I wasn't doing good because I still was harboring. And then it was making me sick, you know, because it was just horrible. And I was saying, what is, I didn't have peace and I was praying for peace and I wanted to be happy, but I realized that I was still holding on. And so it was like, if I really wanted to have that peace and really feel amazing, you know, I had to forgive because it was hurting me. It was hurt. it wasn't allowing me to have uh, successful relationships with people because then my my trust when you when you hold on to you know that woe is me and being a victim, whether you was a victim of your circumstances or choices that you made, then you really are not living past the pain to be able to live your your full potential of happiness. And I was like, I, I want to be happy. I, I kept allowing what I've been through, whether it's the choices I've made or the, the victim that I was, you know, like, like it, I was using it as an excuse. You know, I, I was like, I have to let it, give it to God. You know, he's given me, he's forgiven me because a lot of things that happened to me, there wasn't, I wasn't the victim. I, I, I had choices and I didn't choose the right choice. I didn't make the right decision. And then some you know, things, I, I was a victim, but a lot of things I had to own, first of all, the res my responsibility in it, you know, I have a, a, a section even in my book where I was bitter at the person that raped me and I was hurting all these years behind it. But when I, when I began to realize that, you know, God was going to push my life, you know, to up, up front and be able to use everything I've been through to help people, then I, I started wanting to have integrity with them. So I had to go all the way back and forgive the person that abused me. But then I also had to start owning my responsibilities because the Holy Spirit told me not to be involved with this person. But what did I do? My flesh desired him. You know, um, I, I ignored the signs of his behavior, you know, all because I, you know, I had a choice listen to the, and yield to the Holy Spirit or keep moving forward. And so that's when I started dealing with being, you know, really having that forgiveness. It's like 
being completely honest about the, the journey and the process and everything that has happened to me. And when I had to open up with that is when it hit me about forgiveness, give him, give him grace. But then I asked God to give me, forgive me and, and continue to give me grace in life because I wasn't obedient. I wasn't obedient with my walk or my talk and, and, and even put myself in situations where I didn't yield to God. And when I started wanting God to give me forgiveness, you know, extend forgiveness and grace to me, continue, I said I had to give it to others in order to get that clarity and hearing him better. It was all about, you know, just hearing the voice of God better. And I wasn't having integrity with God, myself, or the people that I felt God was going to send me to to help, you know, and I had to own that rape could have been prevented if I would have yielded to the Holy Spirit, you know, and it's, it's like different stories like that, that really got me to that place. Like I had to set those people free, you know, and I had to get myself free. Oh my gosh, Panay, there was so much in everything that you just said, but I jotted down a couple words, bondage yeah. and excuses. Because again, speaking from, you know, my personal experiences and the things that I went through, bondage was huge. When mm. I was hanging on to all that anger and that bitterness, and mm. I mean, there was times that I wanted revenge on people. Like it was a really dark time in my life at points. And I was in so much bondage to wanting to get revenge on them and mm -hmm. just all that anger and bitterness and icky ugliness that I felt it just mm -hmm. it held me back like you were talking about and then I also used all that as an excuse mm. I chose to live in victim mentality for mm. years until you know I had that nice little I like to call it a god slap <laughs> you know my little wake-up call and kind of like the whole you know just the holy spirit being like I can't use you to mm. help others because nope. you are so in bondage and living through the victim mentality. And it was just, I don't even remember specifically what it was. I probably was reading a Bible verse or after a Bible study or something, but it just came to me that everything that had happened to me, I would not let that define me anymore. Instead, nope. I was going to open up and start sharing my story of everything mm. that I've been through because I wanted to help other women and to let them know that they're not alone. So right. I just, oh my gosh, when you said the bondage and the excuse, like that just, mm. that hit me so hard because I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And then you realize you're holding your own prosperity up in your life. They have moved on. And like you said, you were mentioning about you know, having revenge, they're, they're not even thinking about it. You know, some of them may have, some may not have, but, but they've moved on. And then you're sitting here, you know, just holding your whole life up. You know, God wants us to be blessed and have a great life. Pain's going to come. Challenges are going to come. Per you know, you're going to go through things, but that's the whole thing. Rule. And you have, I, I, I say this to uh, my audience now it's like learn how to cry hard but not long Ooh, that's good. Ooh, just get it out just cry hard but not long let it get let it get it out of you just cry. because a lot of times people hurt themselves even more when they're holding it in let it go you know give it to god you know forgive ask him to heal you he's healed you so a lot of times you just need the strength to walk in your healing you know and 
you know, I always say, well, when I say live past the pain and live your dreams and then what keeps you going. It's like, because I believe in my dreams. I believe all the things that I see God showing me for my life. And I, I will no longer allow anything to get in the way of what he has promised me, you know, and I was my own, you know, I was holding my own self back because in my book, it shares how some of the dreams I had when I was five and nine years old and around in my early teens, I'm in my fifties now, but guess what? I didn't start living some of them dreams until I was in my forties. They, they all came to pass. Everything came to pass, but guess what? I would have got to them a little sooner had I not held going to, you know, um, the victim mentality instead of being the victor and concentrating on how he has allowed me to overcome instead of crying, you know, long, you know, now learn, I learned how to cry hard, you know, because pain still come. I still have challenges. I still go, I, I still get disappointed. I, I, I've dealt with rejection recently that really hurt me, but because I'm holding on to the promise of God, I, I learned how to give it a time limit. Okay. I'm going to cry about this seven days, maybe three days or 10, but I put a limit on it. I'm a, I'm a evaluate the situation and then I'm, that's it. I close the door on it. So I cry hard now, but not long. I'm not letting anything get in the way. And that's what I want to share with our listeners. It's like, no, it happened. You can't control how people treat you, but you can control how you respond. And that's what's important to me today. Yes, I love that message. Cry hard, not long. And we cannot control how people, you know, treat us, the things they do to us. We can only control how we react and how we handle it. That right there is like a golden nugget for my listeners to take away. Yes. So, so Panay, let's talk about, you know, we've talked about the book, Living Past Your Pain to Live Your Dreams. Let's jump into, can you share, you had mentioned that there's some steps that it takes to start living your dreams. Can you share some of those steps with my listeners? I believe in getting totally free. And that means that, like we mentioned a little earlier, you have to get, keep your faith in God. And you, then secondly, you have to forgive. And then you, after you have faith in God and you forgive, then that allows you to rest. That means rest in God. Rest in knowing that you're in a safe place now and where you can hear from God. So you have to rest. And resting in God means that you just trust him now, you know. And then the next step after you rest, then that's when God can give you restoration. That's where you heal. Now you trust him and now you're going to heal. And then after that, you know, with um, the restoration, then you have to, you know, remember to, now you have to alleviate some things, whether it's people, places, or things, or all of the above, you have to change your circle. You have to change the way you, you know, what you hang around, because you are what you hang around. You may yes. have to walk away from some people that you love and some people that you care about, some people that you thought God might, might have sent um, in your life. But you, you have to, if you want to live past your true pain and get to, you know, the dreams and goals that God has put in you, then you have to not have unnecessary relationships. And I, and I tell people to tr stay intimate with God so you can hear the 
here if you're connected to, I call it your purpose partners. And mm-hmm. purpose partners are people that are purpose, purpose to be connected with you, to elevate and to live your true, beautiful life that God had planned for you. Instead of all the unnecessary people. And I, and I tell people these steps as far as managing your emotions. That's very important. You know, just managing your emotions and don't make decisions with your heart. You know, you have to be very, you know, serious about the journey of living past your pain to live your dreams. You can't just be around anyone. You can't go everywhere. When, you, when you're really trying to get to your dreams and your goals, it all has to make sense and connect. You can, you can sometimes find yourself in situations where you're with a group of people and it may be a positive organization or a Christian organization, but are you really supposed to be sitting there? Because you might be supposed to be sitting somewhere else with the right people that have something to do with where you're going. So you have to get very intimate with God and then choose your uh, relationships very carefully. And I say that's connecting to purpose partners. And like I said, as far as managing your emotions, you know, Things may, they're going to still happen, but don't waste time in, you know, entertaining something when you know that God is going to handle it. It could be a financial situation. It could be a relationship. It could be something going on with your children. You know, you, uh, you deal with it and move on. Another step is, you know, uh, is at, after you come through a lot of, you know, learning how to control your emotions, managing your emotions is what I call it. And, you know, be good to yourself. You know, I, I, I tell people, look good, feel good, do good, and then you'll get paid good. And then, so seek wisdom more than anything. You have to seek wisdom. It's like people are always seeking to go to their dreams, but they don't stop to seek wisdom. And, and continuously, please pray for wisdom and discernment. And then pray that God gives you clarity so that you can see where you're going and, and, and not to make decisions, you know, in your flesh so much is where you're just so anxious that you just, just make moves and you're just around the wrong people. And, you know, you're just wasting a lot of time and setting yourself up for more hurt in your life when you don't, you, you know, if you keep making decisions without going before God first. And, and that's something that I, I really stress with people, you know, just doing too much, you know, and if you're, and then I, I, I also stress the healthy lifestyle. You know, I tell people, stop following diets. Stop following other people's plans. Stop wishing you were someone else. God divinely, he made you, created you. He wants us to be healthy so that we can enjoy the life that he has for us and those dreams. You want to live to get to them. And then you also want to feel good when you're in, in them, you know, when you're connected with your purpose. So diets. You know, God has a plan for all of us. You know, uh, he, it's a voice. He's telling you what to eat and what not to eat. You know, I have a stories in my book about weight loss of going up to 248 pounds and then losing it, you know, all different kind of ways the first few times where I was connected to diet plans and pills and all kinds of surgeries. And then I still gained all the way back. I didn't become successful in my weight loss and my healthy lifestyle until and God wasn't going to let me until he got all the glory. And that was all on just the voice. And everyone has it. It's not that I'm special. It's just that he's telling you, don't eat that. Eat this. 
you know, he's telling you drink water, don't drink the soda. All all along, he's been telling us to do the right things. And I used, you know, uh, my um, my upbringing and being a victim of my circumstances is what I call it. Well, we grew up eating all this and that, and we were always allowed to have as many snacks as we want. And okay, stop using excuses. You know, you know, not having a healthier lifestyle is going to hinder you from truly being happy in your dreams. So don't allow anything to stop you. So just get control of your body so that you'll feel good. You want to look good, you want to feel good, and you want to do good. So these are steps that you you have to take full control of your mind, your body, and your soul. And give God the glory for each step of the way, and he will continue to allow you to hear from him and give you and continue to pray for the strength to be obedient to him as he leads you to live you know your dreams um and enjoy the journey even when things still happen to you that are like are, are hurtful or disappointing don't spend so much time entertaining that say focus on things that are beautiful eat beautiful foods surround yourself around beautiful things you know, and go beautiful places. And a lot of times people think you have to spend so much money and have all this, you know, all this stuff. They just do too much. Sometimes just make sure you get a beautiful flowers and make sure that's something you do for yourself weekly. Make sure that if the food is, doesn't look beautiful and it doesn't make you feel beautiful after you eat it, then you know that's not the food you should be eating. <laughs> you yes. know, like just surround yourself around beautifulness, if that's a word. <laughs> Just, if it's not a word, we're making it a word because a word I like it. Beautifulness. Yes. Like just eat things that are beautiful, pick out beautiful colors. Just surround, just take control of the beauty of life, you know, and, and enjoy it because you've been through enough, you know, and stop making excuses. You know, it, it's just amazing that, you know, you can stop the roller coaster of the emotional journey, you know, of, of this, you know, being in sad places and not getting control all you just that's just make simple changes you know and and also i want um the listeners to know that sometimes when you're really focused on building your your i say your your god empire get your god confidence and 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 stay focused it sometimes can be really lonely because it's your plan that God has purpose for your life and he's trying to get you on track. So don't confuse the, the aloneness with loneliness because I used to do that. I used to be like, it seems like I don't have any friends. It seems like I don't fit in anywhere. It, it seems like I'm doing too much. Like I'm, I'm making all my relationships happen. Well, you are, you are. They don't call you, stop calling them. Sometimes if you go to a function or something and you just don't feel like you fit in, you don't. And it's okay. Just go home <laughs> and work on your project <laughs> and work on yourself. Go exercise. Go read a book. Go feed some life into yourself. Go help somebody. You know, and I'm sorry. I could talk on and on and on because God has been so good to me. You know, um, I'm just overwhelmed with the fact that I'm still alive and I feel amazing. Um, um, you know, I'm I don't know. I could just go on and on, but I hope that is helping. Oh my gosh, Panay, you have nothing to apologize for. There were so many golden nuggets in what you were saying. Like I couldn't jot my notes down fast enough. And 
Um, I did like one of the things that jotted a memory for me was when one of the steps you mentioned was alleviate things and that meant, you know, changing people you're around, people that you hang out with. And mm -hmm. that was one of the first things that I learned when I went into the AA program eight years ago was in order for my sobriety and to work on what I needed to do, I had to completely change like the whole group of people, you know, that I hung out with because mm -hmm. obviously those, you know, quote unquote friends that I was hanging out with that were still drinking and going to the bar, obviously I wasn't going to be able to do, you know, what I needed to do for my sobriety if I continued to hang out with them. And it reminds me of, I can't remember how the saying goes for sure, but it's something about you're the sum of like the five people that you hang around with or something. Mm -hmm. um, that's always just been a really powerful reminder in my head to pay attention and make sure that I'm surrounding myself with, you know, the successful people, the the people that are leading, you know, the lives that I want to make sure that, you know, I'm leading to. Yes. So, yes. Panay, like I said, this has been, oh my gosh, there was so many golden nuggets in everything that you said and all those steps that you mentioned. Um, would you tell my listeners, if they want to pick up a copy of your book, Living Past Your Pain to Live Your Dreams, where can they go to get that? They can go to my website at iampanay.com. It's also available on Amazon. And um, I have a salon in Buckhead in Atlanta, Georgia. They can stop by the salon and pick up a copy there. And I mean, I will be more than glad to ship it to them. They just reached out to me on um, social media. My social media is Instagram is I am Panay underscore Salon Panay. Um, and that's how they can get the book. But it, the book is truly um, a life-changing experience. Um, it's funny. It, people say it makes them cry, laugh, you know, but it's a book that you, you, you won't share. Once you get the book, um, you'll want to keep it um, always, it's, you know, near your Bible. It's something that you will go to daily because I have affirmations that helped me over the years. I have um, messages from God. Um, I have uh, scriptures in every chapter, and I was a truly, truly um very transparent and authentic um and I, I took a long time to get the book out because i wasn't being truly honest in the beginning i, I wrote the book the first time from a, a, a not saying i wasn't honest i shouldn't say that but i was honest but i wanted to have integrity with the audience as far as owning the responsibilities because i, I wrote this book first with a victim mentality I was still feeling sorry for myself and you know and I was exhausted from all the things I went through and that that just wasn't being good to you know wanting to be in a place of really helping people I, and so I have allowed I had to go back and say you know in the book share you know some things like I was saying earlier in, um, in this podcast that own your responsibilities for your actions. You know, that's what I really want our listeners to know, like, and forgive yourself. I, I still was hurting when I first wrote the book so bad because I, I was embarrassed. I was humiliated. 
And I was angry even with myself because I could have, you know, avoided a lot of things that I went through by just yielding to the Holy Spirit. So um, I, I hope people do get the book because it's, it's really a blessing um, to the world. And so I'm, I'm going out globally, you know, and encouraging, especially women, but all people to live past your pain and to live your dreams. Thank you, Panay. And I will make sure that all of this information is included in my show notes so that people can click right through to be able to go get the book. I have so enjoyed having you on today. I've loved our conversation. I think it's a topic that we need to speak more of. A lot of people don't talk about the forgiveness and living past your pain. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your day, Panay. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And anytime you need me, I'm here for you. Thank you so much for this platform. I'm, I'm so grateful. That's a wrap for today's episode of the Your Shining Self podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a comment, and share with others that need a message of hope, love, and transformation.